Hello, welcome to Positive Parenting with Olu. My name is Olu. I'm your host. If you're a parent who struggles to set a f- or follow through on rules for your kids, then this show is for you. Today, I'm going to give you a step-by-step process of setting and keeping healthy boundaries in your home. I know as a parent, we all struggle with keeping boundaries. But if you follow this step, it will get easier with practice. The earliest boundaries that parents set is around physical safety. The babies are crawling around. You stop them from touching dangerous things like the cord around the house. We're usually able to follow through because we see how important this boundary is. We don't want our, chi- our children to have problem with the our physical problem or hurt, hurt themselves. So we we see we follow through with these boundaries. As your child moves into um, toddler years and um, they began to learn what's acceptable and what's appropriate behavior or what's not, boundary setting can be more difficult. Children love to challenge the rules. They test you to see if you will give in. This is why it's really important to set boundaries early on. Things that may not seem like too much of a problem when your child is only two or three. Things like crying for things, eating other people, not listening. This can grow into a big problem by the time your child is nine. That being said, if you have a challenging nine-year-old, it's not too late to set boundaries. It's, it just might take more time and more repetition. Okay, so how do we go about setting these healthy boundaries? Well, it's all about clear expectation, communicating to your child so they understand their choices and the consequence for those choices. When you're setting a boundary with your child, the first step is to get down to your child's eye level. This is really important, parents. This is the most important thing you can do whenever you're, you want to communicate something important with your little child. Meet them at the high level. When you meet them at the high level, it helps them to connect and helps you to connect with them as well. And it helps them to more easily take on board the information you're giving them. Once you've met them in the, on the high level, you're going to clearly communicate the expectation or limit if there is any or consequence for not meeting them. You want to try and be specific as possible and use the language that your child understands. So, for example, if they want to play with their toys that has lots of pieces, you might say, okay, you can play with that toy, but when you're finished, you need to put all the pieces back into the box. And if you don't, you won't be able to go to the park this afternoon or whatever plans you have that day. So there, you've clearly communicated your expectation and the consequence for not meeting them. However, and whenever you're doing this, you have to be as calm. You need to stay calm, parent. Stay calm. 
and non-emotional as possible. It's actually quite important. Once you get, once you get frustrated or hungry, you're likely to trigger an emotion response in your child. That's going to make it harder for them to hear you, understand what you're saying. Sometimes children will break boundary. Just remember, they are children. They may have forgotten the rules. You need to be patient with them and explain the rules again. And your expectation and consequence to them over again. You need to. You may need to repeat this for a while until they get it. If, for example, you've told your child not to play with the cushion or the curtain, instead of telling them off, you could suggest something else for them to play with. Maybe their own teddy, for instance. You might say something like, I can see that you really want to play with that curtain, but curtain is not for playing. So why don't we go and find your teddy that you can play with instead? So you set those boundaries. You may think your child, your children should now behave. Of course, children will always push your boundary. They are going to test you. For example, you may have asked your child to tidy up their toys and only to return a few minutes later, they have completely ignored you. This is the time to restate or remind them of the expectation and the consequence again. In response, you might say, it's study up now. Study up time now. Remember, we might not be able to go to the park this afternoon until all these toys have been tidied up. In doing that, you have now made the child responsive, responsible for their action. What happens from here on is dependent on how they choose to act. If they make good choices and do what you've asked, then you should celebrate that. But if they still refuse and keep pushing their boundaries, you have to follow through on the consequences. And it's really important you do this without negotiation. But you need to stay calm. You're talking about when you need to stay calm when you're talking about the consequences. Well, not getting angry or frustrated is a lot easier said than done. It took me a lot of repetition and practices before I get the hang of it. So don't give yourself a hard time. If it's taking a while. <clears throat> so don't give yourself a hard time if it's taking a while. But you must not give in or change the boundaries. The bottom line is that we all need to manage our disappointment sometimes. But we can't learn that if boundaries shift every time we have a negative response. No one wants their kids to grow up to be that person in the office who had adult baby tantrum because they have never learned how to accept not getting their own way. Okay, guys. So if you say no and you stick to it, eventually your child will learn that you mean what you say. This is the most important talk. The most important point of the whole talk about boundaries today. So... I will urge you, urge us parents to be a parent who does what they say they're going to do. I hope this helps and thank you for listening. Bye.